recreational review podcast where we rate hits by fading out before we fade in so whether you're here for the plot or the pot we'll roll cameras and roll joints and curate a pairing experience both celluloid and cannabinoid in nature ah, ha, 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 ha. Ah, Thank you so much for tuning in. I really wanted to try that. I was I was too nervous to try it in the other episodes, but honestly, it's sort of easier to say in the Dracula voice. Maybe I should convert and I I could do the rest of the podcast for the rest of time just talking like this the whole time. Would everyone like that? Probably not, but I would have fun. <laughs> no, I'm I listen, I'm super excited about this week's episode uh we're coming up on the end of our uh halloween month halloween month (laughs) it's uh, it's been a really fun time i love horror movies i've loved getting to talk about horror movies with really interesting folks and i've loved smoking a bunch of dank weed while watching them um we've got one more episode coming out it's a very special episode that's going to be dropping at an all-new time on sunday october 31st halloween night it's not going to be in the night it'll be in the morning so you can listen to it while you're carving your pumpkins or getting into your costume to go uh trick-or-treating I mean, if you're listening to this, you should be 19 and over. So if you're going trick-or-treating, aren't you a little old? Aren't you a little old? Why is it always in the form of a question? No one comes out and says, you're too old. They're like, aren't you a little old? You have to go, yes. No, I'm immature for my age. (laughs) Either way, I hope you're having incredible halloween plans incredible uh uh, halloween uh movies that you're watching and i'm um thank you for listening to this episode this episode i'm super excited about because we have a great guest but not only that we have uh an excellent uh an excellent strain that we're doing we did headband by pure sun farms this is the first time we're doing a pure sun farms product and let me tell you i really enjoyed it I, uh, they're, uh, they have a bunch of stuff on the market. I've not, like, if you're looking for a pink kush, that's a value brand, uh, good bang for your buck, uh, Pure Sun Farms is a great way to go, but, uh, I have other pink cushes that I like on the market better. Uh, it's a bit more expensive, but I like them better. But, uh, this, this one, headband, really kind of sold me on them, because I, I've tried other headbands, but this one has been my absolute favorite. Uh, so it's, I'm very excited to talk about that. It's a beautiful hybrid. Got to smoke some of their pre-rolls. Very, burned really well. Great resiny uh, uh, burn on it. It was great. Uh, and we paired that up with the movie Midsummer. It's a 2019 horror movie. It's two hours and 28 minutes long. It's rated 18A Canadian, and the MPAA rated it R. It's got a Rotten Tomato score of 83% and a Metacritic score of 72. 
So this is one of the highest rated horror movies that we've done this month, uh, which is pretty exciting. And I get to talk about it with a really interesting guy who uh, uh, was a part of one of my favorite uh, podcasts that has ever come out of Canada. Explain it to Jamie. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Daniel, can you tell me a little something about who we have on the podcast today? All right, tell you what, my next guest is a multiple disciplinary theater improv and film artist with a BFA in acting from the University of Alberta. He also graduated from the Banff Center for Arts and Creativity's Professional Theater Training Acting Program. Oh my God. Say that 10 times fast. He has performed and collaborated with top-tier international talent in cities all over the world, including London, UK, New York, New York, Chicago, Illinois, Atlanta, Georgia, Toronto, Ontario, and all over his native country of Canada. He's appeared in such TV shows as Wayne and Departure, and in films such as Just Keep Breathing, Eros, and his own film, Wild James, an action short where he makes a compelling argument for his casting as the future Wolverine in the MCU. He was the titular Jamie in the Incredible Political Podcast. Explain it to Jamie, and we're so excited to have him here on the show. Please welcome Jamie Cavanaugh. Jamie, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Oh my God, such a pleasure to be here and thank you for contacting my agent for all that (laughs) background information on me uh they sent an entire billboard i didn't need all of that but i was glad to get it yeah she's pushy she's pushy yeah that's why we like her yeah yeah fair enough that's what you wanted an agent thanks for having me man it's good to be here yeah, I'm I'm excited. This is is, is 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 it's it's exciting to be in season two. It's exciting to be doing horror movies. Do you have uh, uh were you a horror movie fan when you were growing up? I do love horror movies. I love yeah. I, I love horror movies under a very specific stipulation because I tend oh, what are, I tend to like I'm a, I'm a I'm a uh, how do I say this I'm a I'm a criticizing guy when I watch movies and I like sure. to pay attention. I, I have a hard time sometimes turning off the part of my brain that's like, what are they trying to lead me towards? You know, and so I get uh-huh. that. I love watching horror movies with people who truly are afraid of horror movies because I feel like mm-hmm. I get to experience their terror um, through them as a bit of a conduit, maybe more so yeah. than I would experience it myself if I was watching it by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like comedy, right? Like if you if you're sitting in a uh, like a packed room with a bunch of people who are all laughing, the enjoyment of that comedy film is going to be so much higher. I think it's the exact same thing for horror. Yes, I, I feel the exact same way. Yeah, you know, like when you're sitting watching uh, something funny, you might go like, "Huh," you know, and nod your head. As <laughs> yeah, exactly. like yeah, I get that. I recognize that. That's funny. Ah, LMAO. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ralph Lamau. And, um, <laughs> but like, same thing for a scary movie. You know, it's like, if they're actually jumping and you can see it's actually emotionally, you know, playing tricks on someone next to you, all of a sudden, like, yeah, maybe we should be scared of this thing that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, this is a uh, this is a cannabis podcast, and the thing that we usually start out with uh, on the conversation is just trying to ask you what do you remember about your first use of cannabis? Do you remember anything about the first time you tried? Oh wow, yeah, I do. Um, well, I mean, I guess I do a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I was at a party in university, mm-hmm. and I think this would have been I might have been first year university. I, I must have been. 
and uh, and we went to a party. And as we arrived, we were chatting with people on the front stoop, and they started passing mm-hmm. a joint around. And it got passed to me, and I, I just I took it, I, I puffed it, and and passed along. And uh, and yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a really really great time. Oh, great! Uh, yeah, I don't remember I don't remember much specific because I then went on to continue to drink and smoke more weed, which uh, I don't know if you've heard, but that really messes with my memory. Yes, it sure does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially the mixing of the two. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. It's a dangerous cocktail. Mm-hmm. Love that. So uh, um, did you, after that, did you become a regular smoker? Or was there like some, uh, are you a regular smoker nowadays? I, nowadays I am for sure. Yeah. I, and it's actually, it's, it's actually kind of funny that I'm, we're doing this podcast now because as of to, tomorrow, I am uh-huh. sort of doing a sober October. Um, oh, yes. No, I'm going to give, I'm going to give it a month of no weed, um, little break because this pandemic has been. Uh, like gasoline on the fire for my for my uh, boredom and inability yeah. to, to satiate that boredom. You know what I mean? And so I've been relying a bit yeah. too much on weed. Um, but yeah, no, I am a regular smoker and uh, and have been I don't know for a couple of years. It took me a few. Mm-hmm. It took me maybe a few years to get comfortable with smoking weed. It was still back then illegal <laughs> and like yeah and like you know part of the fun of doing it back then was actually kind of the sneaking it around and yeah um, and where to get it who do you get it from exactly. where can we go outside here to smoke this and not get in trouble and yes yes exactly but now in this sort of legalized world especially you know lockdown it's uh it's become mm-hmm. so readily available so acceptable to do in public and uh yeah. and as well as that and there's not a lot going on where you necessarily need to be not stoned. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I have been a regular user for the last little bit, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the pandemic has certainly affected it in Canada. I think I, I read something, something like 20% uh, of Canadians tried it for the first time during the pandemic, and yeah. 40% of cannabis users in Canada increased their usage during the pandemic, which is like, of course. Of course. And you know how they measure that? Uh, they uh, no, I uh, uh, it was it was polling, so I don't know who. Well, actually here's did those polls, but. here's the answer for you. This is how they measure it. They measure um, uh, your urine in the water supply for cities. What? Yeah. So really? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's water treatment plants. They can check the levels of different chemicals in the water, and THC has gone up like crazy. Whoa. Yeah, and so that's they, insane. Isn't that wild? So that can they track that down to like neighborhood? Oh, I have no idea. I I would doubt it. I feel like that would be. Yeah. I feel like that would be putting a lot of faith in the government organization to be <laughs> that, that organized. Organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That seems like something that's too well thought through. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, do you remember any uh, uh, seminal experience that you had while you were using cannabis as you were uh, growing up? Um, let me think. Seminal experiences. Um, I mean, like an I, album you listened to, or a movie you watched, oh, or a, a night yeah. that you had, or a. Yeah, me and my friends used to. I mean, you know, this is so cliche, but we would smoke weed and listen to like Pink Floyd. 
And, you know, even then, Pink Floyd was a bit classic, I think, for us. Like, we uh-huh. we were digging into some vintage stuff to, like, <laughs> to listen to it, you know. Um, but, like, yeah, listen to Pink Floyd. We uh, Also, I was in university and theater school, so we were, we were inhaling poetry at quite, like, a a little bit more of a common rate than I do now. So we'd actually like sure. get together, read poems, read Alice in Wonderland passages, yeah. uh, try to get to the bottom of that, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say those are, those were sort of my, my first experiment. It was, it was a lot often connected to some sort of creative outlet or like yeah. creative friends. Uh, uh, yeah, certainly when it, certainly when I started, uh, I would say yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I tell anyone who will ever listen to me that the uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland uh, with the wall yeah. um, that you can find on YouTube is one of my seminal experiences. I was so fucking high, but it was incredible. We don't need no education at the time that the schoolmaster is like making them dance around and yes. stuff. And, yes. Oh, fuck. It's so good. Yes, totally. Yes. A hundred percent. I remember exactly when my friend played that for the first time and we all just like, like this does no way no way turn it on everybody sits down for two hours and watches this thing just <laughs> unbelievable um yeah that yeah, that is wild so for any of you any of your young listeners first google uh, uh pink floyd then google uh <laughs> wizard of oz and then uh then play them both at the same time yeah that's right that's yeah, right yeah so the uh the uh, uh, the strain that we are dealing with today on the episode is uh, by Pure Sun Farms. That's a strain called Headband. Had you ever tried Headband before? I don't think so. I don't think no. so. I'm not like, I'm not a super brandy guy when it comes to weed. I usually, sure. I usually look at like the THC percentage and make my decision mm-hmm. off of that. Um, uh, but I, I, I tend not to be like a brand loyalist. Um, sure. Yeah. Maybe there's one or two that I just like, like pre-roll packs or something that I, I like, I, I love the Divi pre-rolls. I, I, I love those yeah. before. Um, and I'm always looking for those, but no, I'd never, I don't think I'd ever tried the pure sun farms before last night. Pearson Farms is great. They're they're uh, they do organic farming. They uh, their stuff is always like really uh, value priced. Mm. So people coming in and like they'll they'll take a look at like some of the craft places and maybe they're like I I don't really need that much kick or I don't need that that much like care for it. I don't want to pay forty dollars for a pre roll. Like I want to I yeah. want to be able to walk away with three zero point fives and not break my bank and mm-hmm. pure sun farms like pink kush is a huge huge seller at i think most legal dispensaries here in ontario right um yeah they're 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 really great i had never tried the headband uh uh at all but it was a it was a really cool experience it was a really really nice tasting hybrid uh of theirs that that's I, what i that thought I really too enjoyed. Yeah, and I found it. I, I I smoked it with my girlfriend, and we we both mm-hmm. said it it felt really smooth, especially yeah. for a like pre bought pre roll. I find pre yeah. I find pre rolls are really hit and miss. Sometimes that like I cough like crazy, and I think mm-hmm. I don't know the ins and outs of how the industry works. I imagine it's like you're using the extra dregs or something like that for the pre rolls and. 
And yeah, it's like you want to save your 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 best looking flower for the actual like pouches or containers of flour because those people are actually going to be opening it up and taking a look at it. Right. Um, but for pre rolls, you know, like those that's that's also most of what I think gets sold in Canada is is going through pre rolls. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure that. You're not just doing the like the flakes and the the, the stuff that you've cut away from. Most yeah. of that stuff gets used for like edibles. Uh, Be able yeah. to make like THC oil and stuff out of it, and then right, right. make those into gummies because no one cares about what the flour looks like. Right. Well, okay. Then you'd be a good question, a good person to ask the question. Then why is it yeah. that so I find with pre rolls and like many mm-hmm. pre rolls, I cough like crazy uh, in. Yeah, in contrast with when if if I was to roll my own. Yeah, when you're rolling your own, it is kept a little bit fresher. Right. So there is something in like when you when you bust up the nugs, uh, you, you. I mean, it also depends on how old the thing is, like what lot was when uh, when they decided to package it. But when you're busting up flour, there's something like. Even if you smell the nug and then bust it up and smell it again, there's something that happens in the like the violence of the sure. uh, uh, grinding it up that uh, it's still fresher than when you make it into like shred or whatever and then put it into a joint and leave it in there for a while. Right. Some places are experimenting with like putting a boveda pack, like a humidity pack, oh. in the container with the pre rolls to try to keep some of the moisture in there, but the minute that it is cured or whatever it starts degrading oh. so uh, after so much time it you're gonna find it gets drier and drier oh, okay so it just but also it depends all... on the species too like right. how much moisture it retains and how uh, for coughing too is like it's sometimes a personal experience i know people who like go like oh i never had that because i i tried it once and i fucking coughed for days yeah uh but then they'll try something that really made me cough and they're like that's the ticket so is that the strain itself is that their biology is it there is it the how fresh the batch was when it came to it and canada has a real trouble with because of all the regulations the stuff that we get onto the market is really uh it's not as fresh as like this was you know brought in yesterday or whatever it's usually like at least a couple of months old oh interesting okay that's good to know that's good to know because I, yeah, I find I, I now go to pre-rolls if I'm, like, out and I'm, like, I'm yeah. going to be smoking these as I'm walking around walking. Or, as, or as I'm going to somewhere. Um, but if I have the time, I usually bust it up and roll myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I like doing that myself. It, it, it feels – oh, there's also, like, a ritual to it, too. Like, there's sitting down and actually taking the time and totally. spending the time for yourself there. I'm going to roll this joint. I'm going to make this little, like, piece of art and yeah, then go yeah. out and smoke it, you know. Also, like, there is no pre-roll on the planet that burns as well as – one of the joints that I roll. I roll a pretty fucking mean joint and they burn, yeah, they yeah. never fucking canoe. Also, I'm not allowed <laughs> swearing. I imagine so, right? Oh, you can totally swear, okay, yeah. Great. No, yeah, this yeah. is 19 plus. <laughs> okay, excellent. Yeah, no, I never, I never, uh, never fucking cough, man. <laughs> no, I never, it, it, it smokes pretty well, man. I, I do a pretty good job. And yeah, so uh, usually I, I rely on that myself. So what's your secret? Do you, do you have uh, techniques or anything? 
What do I got? Um, I mean, pretty standard stuff. I like to use a uh, like a straw, like a metal straw as a tamper. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. what that does is it kind of keeps it from getting too packed because it's always got a little bit of pressure relief in the middle. So I use a sure. metal straw as a tamper. I like making them real long, real long, but, yeah. but like thickness of a pencil, like maybe a bit, a bit, okay. fatter, a bit fatter than a pencil. And, so uh, you're rolling an L, or are you doing just one paper? No, just one paper. I like those long, uh, the raw rolling papers. The king size ones. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Filter, no filter? Oh, filter. Oh, yeah. Always, filter. always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. The old business cards, something like that. <laughs> Cut it up, fold it. And yeah, uh, yeah. so if you, have, if you ever meet me in real life, please keep passing me your business cards. Because like, I, <laughs> I, I, I do keep those and I look at them <laughs> a few times. Yeah, it's a good way to, it's a good way to get me. Before making it a part of yourself, you're, you're That's inhaling right. the, the information. That's right. That's why, I, yeah, I never forget you, tax accountants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Pure Pure Sun Farms headband. It's a uh, it's a middle of the road hybrid. Uh, it comes from um, OG Kush and Sour Diesel. Oh, so Sour Diesel is a pretty like sativa uh, uh, leaning one, and OG Kush is obviously like one of the original uh, indicas. So the combination of the both really makes like a really middle of the road hybrid, which that's, is pretty exciting. That's really interesting, and here's why. When I was young, when I was younger in university, I was buying weed from my buddy of mine. He, this was back mm-hmm. in the day when weed was illegal, and like you just went and you bought weed. You know what I mean? You didn't like. Sure. <laughs> it was like, what kind? Who who cares? Is it green? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is it wet ish? Um, <laughs> and he, but he used to get um, OG Kush in these packs, uh-huh. in these gold packs, and it was awesome. And it was you know best thing you could get at the time was was from this guy OG Kush. And then when I moved to Toronto, I started buying from a guy and I was buying sour diesel. So it is actually uh-huh. really interesting that you picked this strain. I had no idea about that, about it being sort of a mix of those two. That's great. And it takes from two pieces of uh, uh, cannabis history that's in right. the world of Jamie Cavanaugh. That's I love right. That. That's, that's pretty <laughs> wild. Uh, so did you did you notice any specific uh, uh, tastes or smells that were coming off of it? Tastes and smells. I was I was doing my best. I feel like I got like a little bit of a citrusy something in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one pull where actually like, and this is gonna sound weird, but I got like a gasoline, like a like a hint of gasoline on it. Yeah. Um, and but not in the bad way. <laughs> yeah. No, I love a good diesel taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that why they call it sour diesel? Yeah, because uh, one of the um, the terpene structure of it. Uh, do you, do you know about terpenes? No. Okay, so um, in all plant life, whatever, there's like a genetic makeup to mm. everything, and one of the there's in cannabis, there's like cannabinoids, which are like THC and CBD are the two most famous ones. Mm. There's flavonoids, which give it its flavor, and there's terpenes, which affect the flavor and make up what. Uh, what genetics uh, come to the forefront. So one of them is uh, 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 caryophylline. 
Okay. And the, the second biggest one is humulene. Both sort of have like a basil, like there you find them in basil, you find it in sage, you find it in cloves. Mm. Um, and they also have like a, a diesel-y uh, kind of gassy uh, smell and taste to it, which is where this one gets its uh, flavor and smell profile from. Oh, well, there you go. It's, it's, I had no idea. Clearly it's, yeah. it's, it's present and it's named well. They sure, all, all sure the, these all sound like characters from like some old Shakespeare play too, like Turpiline yeah. and Carinoline. Carinoline. And the the third one is Linalool, which also sounds like a Shakespeare character. Yeah. It's got to be the fool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and Linalool is found in like lavender. So it, though this is like a kind of energizing um uh, uh, kind of hybrid. There's a little bit of like relaxation there, and the lavender is used in like candles and shit to like bring people down. And right, right. so I think that there's something in that that's trying to uh, even off what otherwise would be like a really creative and like get up and go kind of uh, a hybrid for it. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's all a bit of a mad science, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. 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 And it, one that is still kind of being figured out because the industry is so new and because the thing only became legalized recently. Yeah. All of the testing and stuff that's being done is like the uh, a lot of the licensed producers who are trying to find master growers and stuff. It's a lot of the Wild West, a right. lot of the legacy market people who are coming in and saying, like, this is how it's always been done. And new people saying, like, well, what if we try to do it like this? And right trying to work together to find the all the new little nuances of right. each each strain in right. each uh, product. Right. It used to be like they're like we'll put fox's foot in to make it smart and 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 heron's bone to make it light. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And now they're yeah, it's like when the DNA yeah. yeah. In in Breaking Bad, what is it that Jesse Pinkman is putting in his oh, his right. cayenne pepper yeah, or whatever? Right. It, it is meth. To- that's right. it gives it a little kick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So what uh what do you think um I mean, we sat down to watch a movie with this strain, but mm. uh when you smoked this strain, is there any like what would it be what activities would it be good for? Ooh. I mean, I didn't hate it for watching the movie. I'll be honest. I was, yeah. I, especially when the movie started, um, and we'll get to that, but I was like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't find it hard to focus on, um, I wasn't over overwhelmed with the denseness yeah. of the movie we were watching. Because the movie we were watching was mm-hmm. dense. And like, and I yes. was, but I was able to focus and like keep stock of things I was seeing and um and messages i was getting from the film and and i wasn't i wasn't losing it i wasn't uh yeah losing myself in the plot so i did i thought yeah. i thought for watching a movie frankly it was, it was probably pretty good i'd say anything um i would say uh stationary and fo- any sort mm-hmm. of stationary focused activity uh I, I would i would recommend that for yeah, I think that anything with some sour genetics, like some sour diesel, uh, like sage and sour, anything like that, I, I find is really great for focusing on something, especially mm. if it's uh, creative or needing to like problem solve or even like uh, sitting down watching a dense movie, mm. like to be able to have something that's not just sending you into the clouds and making your mind wander or be like, oh, look, just pretty colors, you yeah. know, yeah. I think it, it really 
works well for that. Right. I thought it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. It was good. Totally. Yeah, I, I thought it fit well. Good choice. Good choice. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, it, it was a I think it was a good choice for uh, uh, the name of it being sort of spiritually in line with the movie that we did because we got to watch Midsummer. Oh my god! And oh my goodness, uh, uh, having some pure Sun Farms headband <laughs> I thought was just too perfect a, a pairing to pass up. It's true. It's true. The movie that takes place almost entirely in sunlight, while <laughs> characters are wearing flower headbands. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, had you seen that movie before? I I had, yeah. I've seen it okay. a couple of times. I really oh, enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, which so this brings us to our our the the end of our segment, which means it's time for a first game. Jamie, hey. you ready for this? Oh my god! Yes, I didn't even realize there were. Okay. Games. So yeah, there's <laughs> there's gonna be games. We're gonna have so much fun. Yeah. This is a game called In It to Minute. In It to Minute. That is where you, the guest, Jamie, have 60 seconds only to tell us everything that happens in Midsummer. Oh, my God. So we're looking for a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I'm going to tell you right now, everyone gets hung up on the first, like, (laughs) scene of whatever it is. And then they have 10 seconds left. Okay. So I'm just putting that in your head right now. But are you ready to do this? I am. I'm going to preface this with saying I watched it. I've seen this movie once. I watched it last night. Also, that was the first time you'd seen it. I had never seen it. I, oh, I had never amazing! Seen it. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I watched it last night, first time, and I had sm- I smoked two joints throughout. I smoked one at the beginning amazing. and once in the midpoint. So uh, that's around when my <laughs> memory of what's going on <laughs> is gonna get a bit foggy. Um, oh, but I love it. I'm so ready. Okay, let's do it. All right, 59 seconds, and go, Jamie. Okay, so uh, the oh, there's like a panel of, of illustrations that uh, tells the whole story of the movie, and it's not there. it opens up, Winterscape, um, interrupted by um, civilization, a house, an alarm, a phone. Danny, our main character, is uh, emailing emotionally with her sister, who is having a, a bipolar episode and is threatening to hurt herself and her parents. She call Danny calls her boyfriend for support. Her boyfriend is emotionally not there. He wants her to go figure out, figure it out on her own. So she actually kind of concedes to him and does this. It turns out twenty seconds left. <laughs> it turns yeah. out oh, uh, her, her sister uh, kills her parents. Uh, Danny then joins her boyfriend on an impromptu tr- uh, trip to Sweden, where she joins a cult. Uh, the cult. Uh, wins us and Danny over as she sacrifices her uh, boyfriend in a bear costume to Nordic gods that may or may not exist. <laughs> Amazing! Hey. Oh, that was a really good speed round. This is a very dense movie to get through in 60 seconds, so that was amazing. Hell yeah. So listen, do not go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Midsummer with Jamie Cavanaugh right here on Let's Bogart. Woo. Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to the show, Buds. I'm just going to interrupt the conversation for a quick second to let you know a little bit about something that we here at Let's Bogart think is worth paying attention to. And this week, that is Kids Help Phone. 
Kids Help Phone is Canada's only 24-7 national service offering bilingual in English and French, professional counseling, information and referrals, and volunteer-led text-based support to young people. The challenges facing uh, young people in Canada have grown more and more complex, and so has their need for access to the supports that are most relevant to them. To achieve their vision, it is critical that we meet this challenge and quickly. The uh, Kids Help Phone vision is a future where every young person in Canada will have access to the support they need in the way they need it most. And their mission is they are always open, providing a safe and trusted place for young people in any moment of crisis or need. Whether by phone, text, or through their website, Kids Help Phone is always open for people in any moment of crisis or need. People can contact them whenever they want, however they want. If you are in need of crisis help, want to learn about mental health, or work with with a counselor, you can access the help you need at Kids Help Phone. And it is not just for young people. It is open to all Canadians who are seeking to receive their help. So to get involved, you can host your own fundraiser, you can volunteer your time, you can share your story, or, and maybe most importantly, you can donate by visiting their website, kidshelpphone.ca. That's kidshelpphone.ca. Let's give back to the people who are giving to our communities. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and now back to the show. All right, buddy. Hey. We watched Mids- I can't believe that this was the first time you saw Midsummer. I know. I've been, I, I, of all the things in the pandemic, I have been so bad for watching movies. I have not watched yeah. any movies. Or any TV. Talk to sports. me about that. Is that is that because you're watching TV? Is it because you're doing other things? What are you doing? I mean, I no. What do I? I've been watching a lot of like YouTube and Reddit. If I'm watching anything, sure. I'm sort of like I'm watching less narrative stuff lately. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know what it was. I think it was just like, I think there's a certain part of like watching movies. I, I felt like left out. I was like, oh man, I can't do this thing that I would love to be in something creative and. And, yeah. yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just I haven't been hungering for it in the same way mm-hmm. I, I did pre-pandemic. Honestly, I found I found it hard because I really, honestly, I I hate being around people. Mm. I like being in my home, mm. but then the pandemic happened, and I realized how much I love going to the movie theater yeah. to see things. I like being in a cinema with a bunch of strangers that I'm not necessarily going to have any kind of relationship with. But yeah. for this two hours, we're going to sit here and we're going to fucking experience this thing together. Yes, yes. I mean, that's kind of on theme for the movie, frankly, a little bit. It's still- Sure you're experiencing is. something together instead of uh, yeah. by yourself. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Are we on right now? Is this part of the show or is this just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it, yeah, I find... Yeah, my attention span is definitely, like, like degraded a little bit over the course of the pandemic, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, sitting down to... Especially this. This one's, like, a two-hour and 30-minute movie. It's It's a long time to be just sitting there focusing on one thing. Yeah, to- yes, definitely. And also, like, you know, I, 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 watching movies and theater and stuff like that is a, mm-hmm. is a hobby. But it's also, like, you have that hobby with the people who also do those things. And, like, if I'm not yeah. out talking to people about the new play or the new movie, I'm a lot There's less no incentivized. social currency for it. Exactly, yeah. yeah I'm a lot less incentivized yeah. to do it. I'm much more likely to watch, like, my my video about how to do a portrait drawing because i'm working on that you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah 
So had you heard about Midsummer when it came out? Had you like had it crossed your path at all? I oh yes, 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 yes. I saw Hereditary and I love Hereditary. Okay. Yeah. Um and I did hear that Midsummer was good. I heard that this Ari Aster fellow was like big up and coming young director who's got all this cool stuff on the go. And I know that people were talking about how good it was. Um yeah. but it yeah, just for some reason didn't hit my hit my screen in the in the right moment and I didn't uh, I didn't watch it till now. But I man, I'm actually kinda glad I did. It's kinda nice to watch a movie like that with the pressure of like Oh, you're gonna have to be able to talk about this after. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it's know? a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you're. Well, there's a, a lot of movies that we've done on the podcast too, where it's like you know, like when I'm watching Van Wilder, I'm like, uh, okay, okay, like I'm not gonna have to, I guess, delve as deep or pay it as close attention. Mm-hmm. But Ari Aster, there's something about his style of writing and filmmaking that he is so sure of himself mm-hmm. he is so and he really wants to fill every moment with he like he really i feel like he's really like taking my hand and bringing me through the story i feel very well taken care of yes him. yes definitely he's like that was one of the first things i noticed was I, like after i think the first four or five shots in the film i said to my partner i was like this guy is skilled this this filmmaker, yeah. a skilled filmmaker, and I don't know. I I feel like um, I I don't know that I have any examples to back this up immediately. But I, I had this feeling watching it where I was like, he's so skilled, and he's showing me how good he is at literally every transition. Um, mm-hmm. I just I wonder. I feel like as he gets older, there's going to be a looseness, more of a looseness um, to it because it does feel yeah. like very rigorous, like. You look at this, and then you look at this, and we ha- we draw this conclusion, and you hear this sound, which is, as you said, a lovely way to go through a movie. It takes you by the hand, oh, yeah. and it's just like takes care of you the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. Same time, I, I, I wonder. I'm like, I, is there is there more room for looseness as he as he gets? gets yeah, old, you know. One of the things that I wrote down while I was watching it was like, God, every single scene has a perfect button. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a last line or a last shot or mm-hmm. so, just something that takes us and goes, okay, like each one of these scenes could be a short film unto itself. Totally. And you wouldn't be missing anything. Totally. A, a, a good example of that. And I, this like, as soon as this happened, I laughed, uh, not because it was funny, but because it was so, it was perfect, was <laughs> I think Danny's on the phone with, uh, who's she on the phone with? Oh yeah, she, you know she's talking to her boyfriend, and there she's upset. It's the beginning of the film, and um, he, she's upset with him, and rightfully so. And then he sort of like throws the guilt on her for for being emotional, and then she yeah. caves and is like, "Oh my God, you're so right. I shouldn't have put that pressure on you. No, I'm just feeling things." Da da da. And then it cuts to the next scene, and the first word of the next scene is Stockholm. We're going to Stockholm. You know, and it's like, I was just like, he just made me think about Stockholm syndrome without ever having to uh-huh. say Stockholm syndrome. It, you know, oh, it's just a nice little treat for you if you're paying attention. You know? uh-huh. And and the movie yeah. had tons of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Little breadcrumbs that even on a second or third watch, you're going to be getting something new from. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I can't yeah, wait to watch it the God. second time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's he uh, apparently when he when he came onto the project, his hereditary came and he like blew up and this new it's him and Robert Eggers are like the two young horror directors coming out who are writing and directing their own work. Mm. And someone gave him the script and there was a script for this movie that was like just a slasher, like a slasher taking place in in Sweden, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he took that and like completely like took everything out and put it all like made it that this relationship being the central thing of it and the the family and the... Mm -hmm. And everything. What also? I think that he, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I cut you off. No, no, no. You go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like he. It's so different from a regular slasher because you're on the same team as the slasher for a good chunk of the movie. Even though you are, like at least I found myself resisting. You know, I'm suspicious of this cult from the jump. You know, as I know uh, this yeah, is a yeah. horror movie. I know that there. are in Sweden and a bunch of them are going to die and like this uh-huh. cult is going to be immediately responsible. And yet mm-hmm. they are so nice and they're so friendly and helpful at every opportunity and every every scene is shot in bright daylight. Everybody's wearing white. Everything's like the colors are blasted out like super light. And so it kind of tricks you as the characters are being tricked. It tricks you in the mm-hmm. exact same way of being like, uh, well... I'm exhausted actually by being so suspicious. So I might as well yeah. let my guard down and let these yeah. let these people in. And you know, and and the the big cherry is obviously the end of the movie when she does something horrifying and 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 also what she needed, you know, it's what the protagonist yeah. needed and but yeah. and as a result, we feel this huge satisfaction because we ourselves have already been brainwashed along with her into thinking yeah. this is exactly what you need and this, this is the new family that you deserve and mm-hmm. you know now you'll be happy right you'll never you know oh my god never experience pain again yeah, never, yeah. or at least uh, uh, you you might experience pain but you you won't be alone yeah. when you scream there will be nine people around you screaming with you and crying with you and sharing yeah. in that pain and and helping you through it to the other side. Exactly. Yeah. Encourage validating your experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I think that's how a lot of cults work. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. How a lot of religions work. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forgot who said, who said uh, a religion is just a cult plus time. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Not to offend any of the religious listeners you got, but uh, no, not at all. Not yeah, at all. Yeah. Mom, it's okay. You can <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it's a wild movie, man. Yeah, it's a real wild trip. A lot of a lot of the the catharsis I think that we experience at the end has to do also with obviously Florence Pugh's performance, which is unbelievable, unbelievable. Oh Those were uh, yeah, like I said, first thing I thought when I when after the first few scenes was this. Ari Aster guy really knows what he's doing. Everything is a choice and everything's specific. And this, whoever this lead actor is, is mm-hmm. so on point. And like for someone who cries like nine times in the movie, none of oh, them were God. the same. You know, yeah. it, they were all different. And I was like, you know, I thought this reading this script must have been a scary idea because you're just like I'm going to be crying in fucking every second scene 
Um, yeah. How do I make it specific? But I think like all credit to her and Ari for supplying different context every time. And uh, yeah, because yeah, it was, I thought, I mean, frankly, everybody did a good job in the acting department. Um, oh, absolutely. That, Hands down. That Pele, whoever the Swedish guy playing Pele was, was also yeah. like, excellent. Excellent. Oh, God. He and you know from he gives nothing away in the dialogue, but his performance mm. is so on point that you know that he, like when he sees Florence Pugh for the first time, he's like, "You're gonna be the May Queen." Yeah, yeah. Like he's he is completely like, "Oh yeah, this is exactly what's going to happen." Totally. Wilhelm Blomgren. Yay, Wilhelm. Fuck, he's good. Long time listener. Yeah, we get shout out to Wilhelm. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he was, he was, he was awesome. And I think pretty understated, um, I don't know how much credit he got for this, but I think he deserves more. Um, cause he was like, so likable. I think he was, I think he was a big part of why we, the audience trusted the, uh, Horga, um, by the end of the film is cause we just go back to him and we're looking for clues I always looking for clues on him of like, okay, he's the big bad or, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's evil and he never gives it. He's always, you know, always kind, always smiling. He's, you know, when he looks at Danny, he, she, they're the only one in the room, you know, yeah. and unlike her boyfriend who almost never makes eye contact with her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you just, you just fall in love with him and it's really easy to see why she does well. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty incredible magic trick to do to the audience to have us because we immediately are forced to care about this main character mm-hmm. so quickly because mm-hmm. she's gone through this horrific trauma and she's an, an incredible performer and seeing people so like I love that Ari Aster really because he did this with Tony Collette too in, in Hereditary. He He's interested in when you you're in such emotional turmoil that you lose control like physically and emotionally you're just like wailing and Mm. like holding on that he's wanting to really like sink into that kind of despair Mm -hmm. and we meet this person and the if you ask us after that first like the first bit of act one what does this person need a cult is not the thing that the audience would jump to like oh it really just needs a cult to really take her in and make her their queen right but by the end you're so glad for you're so happy that she's found these people you're so happy that this fucking boyfriend is getting his comeuppance Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty incredible to to not feel like there's a moment where it switches or anything. It's just like little breadcrumbs, just pushing your boundary ever so slightly every time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Makes you and tricks you into thinking it's a happy ending at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, glorious, magnificent. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was an excellent, excellent film. I, I I really do want to watch it again. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I feel like I feel like there's a lot. Like there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed so hard when they walked by the bear at the beginning and and he's like, What's that? Or like what no, not he doesn't say what's that. He's like, What's with the bear? And then yeah. he says, It's a bear. Yeah. And then they just walk by it and I'm like, Something's gonna happen with that bear. That's that, that bear is gonna be <laughs> that bear's a problem. Back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. What I also like about what Ari Aster is interested in in horror is he's his horror movies 
unlike a lot of horror movies, I think, are are interested in finding horror in every aspect mm. of the the plot in the movie. Like we're used to seeing, you know, like Laurie Strode is trying to, you know, get a date for the prom and babysit these two kids when Michael Myers smashes in and tries to kill her and all of her friends. Mm-hmm. But to see the horror of relationship, like you were talking about the the scene where he's like, well, maybe I shouldn't, I just shouldn't have, you know, done it or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I, me and Chris and my fiance were watching it and just like, oh, yeah. it's such a horrible feeling to watch that scene. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing horror going on. There's no stunts there's no blood no nothing but this very human interaction that we very quickly understand is manipulation is so horrific to sit through yes and i will and which is one of the the big themes of the movie is control right who's in control and if you are being dominated by someone you can be dominated by somebody uh uh without being treated roughly you know like the what's the there's that old um that thing of like the sun and the and the wind have a competition to like to remove someone's rain jacket. So they the sun the sun and the wind observe someone walking with a rain jacket, and they say uh-huh. uh, the, the sun says to the wind, "I think I can get that person to take their rain jacket off before you do." And the wind says, "Okay, we'll see, we'll see." So the wind starts blowing as hard as they can, and uh, the person just does up tightens up their rain jacket, and the sun shines bright. And the person takes off their rain jacket willingly, and so the uh, the idea that the movie coaxes you into um, the sun shines on you literally and figuratively um, mm. to get mm. you to open up to this open up to this film, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, sorry, we were talking about just just before that moment. We were talking about I, that, that that tied in with what you were just saying about uh, uh, the horror of uh, relationships, the horror of uh, control. Yeah, that, uh, someone can take control of you without ever oh, yes. being violent or yeah, yeah. exactly. Just by pure gaslighting, as exhibited by yeah. her as her ex, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ex-boyfriend now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and even her sister in the beginning, like not getting a text back, not getting a phone call back, calling and calling and calling Mm -hmm. and not uh, the boyfriend being unavailable. Oh, did we have plans tonight? Like, no, but I want to see you. And her like crying, but trying to act like everything's fine just to prove to him that everything, you know, everyone seems to have control over her except for her. Mm -hmm. And that it's all leading towards her in the end, having control over everything. Uh huh. A hundred percent control, control over the cult, control over herself, control over her, her boyfriend and executing that control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought it's so. Yeah. I love. I really love that first. That. That fucking the the opening thing where we we see the conversation with the boyfriend, then she's talking with the friend, and then we pop over to see him, and he gets the phone call, which is just the long wail, mm-hmm. and then we go back to see the the her home and walking through with the firemen in slow motion Mm. and seeing like the the parsing out of information i think he does so just uh, with such control like okay you see the cars you're in the thing you see the firemen you see the hose where's the hose hose going follows it down the hallway and also while it's going down the hallway the only thing you can think of is like a young woman dragging this hose down the hallway 
And there at the end, as it's focusing in on her, she's like dead with it attached to her face. And it just, instead of focusing in on her face, it just pops over her shoulder to the screen where it says four unanswered emails. Where are you? And that's, that is the moment when I turned to my girlfriend and was like, this guy's fucking, this guy's really really good. Yeah. This is going to be a very good movie. Um, yeah, yeah, that's well, well, well done. And I, I love the way the, the camera, like, throughout the whole thing, there were no jump scares. I don't remember a single jump scare no. in the whole thing. It was just the camera just slowly floats and, like, shows you one thing, then shows you something else, and shows you one thing, and shows you something else. Shows you yeah. the, you know, they're, they're all sitting down for dinner or uh, hanging out in the back thing, and then cuts to the oracle who's finger painting. Oracle sees yeah. something, cuts back, and now we're back in a pleasant, sunny afternoon. Everybody's enjoying outside, yeah. but we now have this feeling of like, oh no, but something is very wrong, you know, and we just don't yeah. know what it is yet. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even when there's like really gore, like things that would be normal in any other horror movie, like the the guy with um, the guy with the uh, 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 flowers in his eyes oh. and his his lungs and back. Oh, Simone! Open, like the eagle, the, bl- yeah, the yeah, blood, yeah. the blood eagle. Yeah, the blood eagle. Yeah, yeah. And, but the way that that's shown, we see the reaction on on Jack Rayner's face mm-hmm. before we turn around to see him, and we just see that the lungs breathing. It's not about like the <gasps> isn't that horrifying? It's about like discovering it and thinking to yourself, "Is this? Am I seeing what I'm actually seeing?" Because everyone's high on drugs and stuff too. So you're like, "How much of this is the the, the mushrooms or whatever they gave them, yeah. and how much of it is?" you know what they're actually experiencing or seeing yeah i have to say uh i have done mushrooms before in my life and seeing a real life blood eagle is right at the bottom of my list of things i want to see when i'm on mushrooms (laughs) that that sounds like a trip ruiner Uh, (laughs) that is a nightmare Uh, yeah that's hard to come back from Honestly, this whole movie, like, it starts out with the, the, the shrooms is so, what like, we get that nice little fun scene with Will Poulter there where he's saying, like, everyone, li- I'm going to lie down. Everyone else lie down. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And I'm like, oh, yeah, everyone's on shrooms. And then someone says, we're family, and it triggers her. Boom. And she gets up and starts going. And I was like, oh, man. I Honestly, I, <laughs> it's like, um what is that sleep, um, uh, like uh, sleep terrors or whatever? Mm-hmm. If you find out what they are, you're so much more likely to then have them oh, really? in your life. I'm like, yeah. So I don't want to see people <laughs> bad trips <laughs> on shrooms <laughs> because I want to be able to do shrooms in my life and yeah. I don't want to have that that possibility just in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, yeah. What did they, I mean, they even say it in the movie. Just think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Just think happy thoughts. Yeah, I always, I always say that to the group whenever, uh, whenever I've ever done mushrooms. Just, just think happy mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, that that goes a long way. But yeah, no, I'm, God damn, what a, what a crazy, crazy. Yeah, I mean, good, good movie to watch on weed for another reason is that they're all on drugs the whole time. That's right. You yeah. got a lot of those like uh, visual hallucination scenes mm-hmm. that are so much fun mm-hmm. to jump through. Totally. 
Totally. Fuck. And you know, the main cast is incredible, but like even even the day players that they got it, like I think about that the woman who explains to them, like after the two old people jump off the yeah. thing and they're freaking out. And the woman who goes up, please let me explain mm. and so reasonably explain that these people this is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And they gave of themselves. Like it makes something that's so horrific and so terrible that any of us would find terrible or horrific to mm-hmm. witness and makes it sound so reasonable yeah. and so just like you know like the person who goes the furthest and we need to respect these people is the piece of shit boyfriend yeah. and so you know how much do we really agree with that yeah but we as the audience go along with it too we stay with them oh. we're not going like you got get the fuck out of there yeah well i mean you know at the end of the day it comes down to it's like you're where they are you know what I mean? Like yeah. you are, they've been here, they do this ritual every 90 years, you know? So like yeah. how long must this group have been around that? Like they have a ritual that they can do every 90 years, you know, that <laughs> is like, if they've been doing it this long, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think, yeah, no, you're right. The way she explains it, it, it seems like a reasonable, fine idea. Um, yeah. And part of that is the script, but a lot of it is her performance, her being able to turn that out on the day. And she does a great job. Totally. There's one line that I like caught me right away and I just fell in love with this moment. And it's a, it's a really small moment. It's not much, but I fell in love with it because it had like, it had like much of the things in the film. It had more than one implication. As soon as she, Mm -hmm. as soon as they said, it's like, Oh, that's true which means this is true and this is true and this is true. And it's when they first got there and the the, the old fella, one of the old Swedish fellows is talking about the, the skirt and how men wear the skirt and it's a little hermaphroditic and da 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 mm-hmm. And then uh, I think Josh, I think his name says, um, he says, oh, you know, like this tribe from this uh, country also does that, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, the, the old guy kind of looks at him like, uh-huh. Huh. And then moves on, and that like that does two did two things for me in that moment. One, um, that old guy has never heard of that other group, uh-huh. um, and doesn't know what to say about it. It's like okay, well, very interesting. I don't know them. I've never heard about them. How fascinating. We don't hang out on Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which implies that like implies how isolated this group is and i think in literally mm-hmm. like the next scene that the the woman you're talking about comes out and is like this the sunniest day on record the hottest day on record what a blessing you know mm-hmm. but that tied to the previous that previous statement is like yeah this little commune is living in this tiny piece of sweden completely isolated from the rest of the world unaware of all the shit that's going on um, including global warming and yeah. and other hermaphroditic tribes and and so on and so forth they have no idea they're just doing their rituals to like keep nature balanced and um but yeah they're but they're celebrating this super hot day despite the fact that why is it the hottest day on record it's because yeah it's because of stuff that's happening outside of your isolation you know (laughs) yeah and um i love i loved that line in conjunction with the with the following next couple scenes because of that implication suddenly like oh yeah no you can't put too much this is still a wacky fucking thing you know like this is still a wacky way to live your life even though it's even though it's culturally appropriate to the group that is there 
in the grand scheme of things, it is it, like it, it's a bit out of whack. And that line gives us permission to think yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, you still aren't like the filmmaker. The 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 eyes that we're watching it through are not letting us go. Like, oh, these people are fucking crazy mm. like you have that hint at it he he like explicitly is telling you these people are insane but yeah it's what she needs and because we're with her we're gonna see it as reasonable totally. and i think that's such what what a juggling act to do as a filmmaker definitely yeah definitely you have to give like a, yeah keep people interested ask it and keep them asking a bunch of different questions and then when when they can't take it anymore, answer slightly different questions. <laughs> you know? And he's like, it's frustrating. Just keep it going. But it's like yeah, enough yeah. narrative dopamine that you're like, okay, I'll follow. Yeah. So instead of like, what was the moment where she is sort of, she's finally uh, breaking down and, um, and going with the crew, with the group. And we're like, oh my God, what's going to happen to her now? Cut to... Um, what's his head going and finding the blood eagle and finding um, finding yeah, yeah, Josh yeah. Uh, buried and Mark in the in the shed and and all of a sudden you know, we find out what happened to everybody else instead of yeah instead of the question we all want to know which is what ha- what's what's about to happen to her though you know? sure yeah you know yeah well and the thing it's it's so fun to have to pull because he is in no way interested in what is happening around them like the people are going missing people mm-hmm. they have weird explanations for where people have gone and he only wants to f- figure out his new thesis yes and she's the one who's constantly going no these people are our friends like we need to figure this out we need to care about this and then to give all of the revelations to him at once then yeah once he's already been through that horrible terrible uh, uh insemination process <laughs> with all those women and then is naked running around in the stark sunlight like yeah oh man yeah horrifying. horrifying i did i loved the the sort of as and this is as like purely like a theater nerdy like kid i love loved the like um because I could put myself there on the day. I know what the exercise was that he was asking them to do when they're all like breathing and crying together and mirroring. Uh-huh. It's like, man, we did that in theater school, that exact exercise, you know? And yeah. and the moment when, I mean, not just the sex where like, you're not just having sex with this woman. This woman doesn't belong to you. This, you and this woman now belong to all of us. And like- The community, we, yeah. Yeah, we're, you're not having sex, we're having sex we're having a baby um and you're not crying we're crying we witnessed the the betrayal that we felt you know and now we're in the house and all the women are i started i started tearing up at that part so it's just like i was like yes she's she is so um engulfed in the support that she has been starving for in this moment that it is it was so cathartic um for me for me and for her uh frankly (laughs) um yeah, I loved I loved those two moments. Uh, even as weird as the as like grandma orgy was, I, I, like I, I did uh, I did love it. Yeah, I did love it too. Yeah. yeah, the 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 one woman who starts singing and like puts her hand on the girl's face mm-hmm. to help her because she's in pain, and then the old woman who's pushing his buttocks to like get him to stay inside her while he comes, like just like it's so. Uh, 
strange and he's on drugs and he's like looking around and just experiencing it all right it's uh even even horrifying because he's spending so much time ari aster making sure that all well and his dp2 whose name is powell Pogorzelski. Okay. It, the the amount of time and care they put into framing every shot, mm-hmm. pulling back, seeing so much of the 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 negative space around them, like you talked about theatrical. Yeah. Like, there's something really like uh, uh, yeah theatrical about the way that they're presenting this story. Definitely, and I mean that they they even said as much, or Pele said as much. When he's like, uh-huh. our, our, at the very beginning, when he's like, our rituals may seem strange to you, but it's like theater, you know? Yeah, and yeah. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, it's a performance. It's a, yeah. On the tapestry at the beginning that tells the whole story. Yeah. It's like the dumb show, right? Or the curtain that rises, you yes, know? Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of theater stuff, I think, going on here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the movie. It's a presentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to do a horror movie, too, that has so much sunlight, like the... There's no point of like real darkness mm-hmm. that we or shadows that we can hide behind, mm-hmm. and he finds the 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 horror of having nowhere to hide, of mm-hmm. the horror of being. There's yeah, there's nowhere for any. The the horror is right there in front of you. It's not secret and coming and stalking you or whatever. It's in all of these people yeah. who are surrounding you the whole time. Totally, it's out in the open. Completely in control. All out in the open. And yeah. like discombobulating from a time point of view, because you're just like, is this the same day? How long is? Yeah, that? yeah. It feels like it's the same day. And I've been I, I've been up the north before, um, up in uh, Yellowknife uh, during October, yeah. October a few years ago, which there was only two hours of sunlight, or two hours of uh, sorry nighttime up daylight. Uh, yeah, yeah, nighttime, yeah, yeah, two hours of nighttime, and it was it was really discombobulating. It was really weird because yeah. you go to bed. I went to bed at like midnight and the sun's still yeah. up, you know, and then you yeah. wake up at seven and or at six and the sun's up and like yeah. all the way up. And, uh, yeah, everybody's got blackout curtains and all that stuff. But yeah. it is, um, I don't know. It's a nice, it's a lovely effect to have, to be able to illustrate in a movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's so interesting that like it, light and darkness are so, needed not only for story context but as human beings like we need that for, for to be able to sleep well for our cycle to work for uh to knowing when to wake up the cock crows at, at sunlight mm-hmm. and all this stuff like to not have one of them to not have that balance totally. to be sort of living in this place of you've got all sunlight it's all happiness it's all whatever you know like there's there's something really kind of spiritual in that idea of like we're taking something away Way and we're just using this one aspect of humanity. Yeah, totally, totally. This exhausted aspect of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Is a, yeah, I found it really. Um, well, I, it's interesting because I watched a, a documentary relatively recently on like a cult, a couple cults, and they were talking about cults and uh, and they one of the one of the tactics used by cult leaders um, to keep people in their cult is to keep them like stressed out. Uh, to keep yeah, them, sleep deprived, keep them tired, um, yeah. and to always like be have like under threat of being kicked out. You know, you're, at any moment you can be kicked out if you fuck up, and if you're you, maybe you're just not as pure as we are, and you know that yeah. kind of thing. There's always that thing, and and the movie itself does that. 
it makes you as I, yeah. as I mentioned at the beginning it makes you exhausted like with being suspicious of these people that eventually you're just like ah fuck it they're probably they're smiling they're happy they're probably good guys you know like <laughs> they've got to know something more than me yeah you know? yeah exactly <laughs> what am i doing I'm, I'm sitting here do you have a pamphlet or something yeah, I can read? yeah for real for real <laughs> just write a write a letter to ari astor's like yeah just out of curiosity yeah. was that uh was that real at all <laughs> do you have any contact info for a head horga <laughs> yeah i'm 33 so i'd like to kind of get over there soon <laughs> <laughs> So I think you, I think you missed the point of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, they are real, and uh... <laughs> we can't wait to join. Yeah, for real. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that brings us to the end of our second segment, which means it's time for yet another game. Hey, Ready for this? Game, game. This is a rapid fire round, but don't worry, it's rapid fire for stoners, so we could take as long as we need with it. Amazing. This is a segment called Reefer Madness. Reefer. Madness. This is where I just ask you a bunch of opinion questions and you just tell me what your opinion is. Oh my god. Okay. Cool. Cool. So the first question is, are you a sativa diva, an Indicana Jones, or a hybrid or dibrid? Oh my god. I uh if I I tend to go I tend to go hybrid. Um but uh, yeah, hybrid or sativa is what I what I reach for. Hybrid sativa. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie featuring cannabis? Oh, favorite me- movie featuring cannabis. So, like, yeah, that has cannabis in that it. That has cannabis in it. I mean, oh man, maybe like, maybe like Pineapple Express. Honestly, honestly, yeah, it's, maybe it's a fun one. Maybe, and that one's all about it. So it's yeah, that, yeah. that was a fun one to watch. Watch uh, way back. Yeah. Danny McBride is incredible. I fucking love that guy. So damn good. So damn good. <laughs> uh, fictional or real person you'd most want to smoke with? Uh, probably uh, like uh, uh, Snoop Dogg. I'd say. Just to Fuck just yeah. to you know, know what it's like. Yeah. You know, I've heard to, I've heard to some be tamed stories. by whatever he's smoking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've heard some stories. People being like, "No, you think you smoke weed, and then you smoke with Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. and you do not smoke." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fictional or real place you'd most want to smoke? Ooh, oh, fictional or real? Yeah. I, I mean, oh, okay. Um, I would okay. I would want it to I, uh, if it's fictional. I'd want to smoke mm-hmm. some like, smoke some of whatever uh, Gandalf is smoking in, uh, Fuck yes. in Lord of the Rings. Go sit in, in the Shire, smoke some with Gandalf and Bilbo, probably. Love <laughs> yeah. Get him to do like a like a ship for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All those tricks and yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, find my way to the movie that would be uh, most improved if only the characters were smoking cannabis. Oh, I mean, oh, that's a, that's an interesting question. I feel like most improved, most improved. Oh, okay, easy. Point Break, because Point Break is oh fuck Point yeah. Break is. <laughs> I hate Point Break. I hate that movie so <laughs> much. <laughs> I watched it and was just like, what? How did <laughs> like it is crazy to me that like Keanu Reeves, God love him, I love him, but it is a miracle. It is a miracle that he is still around. And Point Break would have made so much more sense 
if everybody was just stoned all the time. Well, and I mean, how far of a leap is it? You got Keanu with his accent. You got Patrick Swayze and all the surf surfers, boys, like like Red on. Hot Chili Peppers. Like, <laughs> like I think, like straight up, it is. It is actually whoever didn't make those stoner characters should have been fired at the time. Amen. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Yeah. How are you gonna? You're gonna work, guys, guys, guys. Listen. Yeah. We do the robberies, but instead of ski masks, we're all presidents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think like, well, also it's like, how, how, um, how did you miss it? You know, how did you, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's so, it was a surf heist movie. Okay. It's a surf yeah. heist movie. This is the boardroom meeting. I'm pitching it. Keanu Reeves, Christian Sater, <laughs> surfers are heisting banks to pay for surf vacations, you know? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> the guys who heard that, like take a big rail of Coke and they're like, I love it. Um, <laughs> but like, you're just like, imagine, imagine the humor. If you like, it's not, the, the, you know, they're like, oh wait, it's not a comedy. It's not a, a, a cannabis comedy. No, no. Deadly yeah, serious, I, Catherine Bigelow. It, it's going to be great. A hundred percent serious. <laughs> Like a hundred percent. Oh, I hate that movie so much. That movie can only be improved by adding literally anything, and uh, we and we just happens to make it all make more sense. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. And uh, final question: What is uh, make the spookiest sound that you can make right now? Uh, that was okay. That here's the thing. I started. <laughs> okay, wait. Listen. Okay, you're gonna make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> I I I thought I <laughs> just go for it. Just open your mouth. You got it. Just you let the it. air come out and yeah, yeah. It'll be spooky. <laughs> if it sounds too rehearsed, there's nothing. There's no killer of spookiness like rehearsal. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Yeah. And also, there's nothing you can do into a microphone that's going to be immediately without any effects or anything. That's it's right. going to actually be spooky. Yeah. How I many? Think it's, I think. How many guests yeah, have yeah. literally have, have gone ooh? Like you're literally the first person that I've done this question to. Oh really? I bet you three yeah, out of yeah. four people go ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely going to be you. That's right. I wanted to be battle. I wanted to battle against that cliche and just do something. I unique. love it. So, yes. you know, yeah. any SFX guys that need some samples, just get at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to puff or pass on Midsummer right here with Jamie Cavanaugh. Let's Bogart. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, Jamie, this is the final segment of the show. This is where we puff or pass on the movie. Oh. So, Midsummer, do you puff or pass? Puff or pass. I puff. Puff, puff, puff again. Yeah. Yeah, I would Fuck say this. you could puff this movie, uh, you know, as many times as you want. And, uh, yeah. and and you could you really get your money's worth each time, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I was a huge fan of Hereditary. I got to see it in a theater. I got to see it in this, like old 
old theater in Edmonton. Oh, really? Uh, and there was no air conditioning, and the 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 fans above us were like trying to do air, and it just wasn't happening. And it was like it looked like it was like made a cinema was made out of like an old actual like vaudeville theater. Oh, or something. was like it the Princess Theater? Yeah, yeah. I'm well. I'm from Edmonton, you know. Oh, are you really? I'm from oh, Edmonton, fun. and it was Amazing. an old vaudeville theater that the Marx was Brothers it? performed at. <gasps> Holy shit! I didn't know that. That is that's true. Cool. That is true. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, well, that's the theater I saw Midsummer in, and I went with three people, and or sorry, I went with two other people other than me, and they both hated it. Really? Hated it. Yeah, yeah. And I fucking loved oh, it. Oh my I, god! I thought it was magnificent. Well, you should tell them to watch uh, Point Break because they might. Love- <laughs> They might love that. If Midsummer's not for you, boy, oh boy, have you seen? Have you heard of this other movie? Yeah, yeah. How long till they make a remake of that? Honestly, didn't they? I think they did. Did they? Yeah, it was like a yeah, like three, four years ago, maybe. There you go. There you go. It was also very serious. Yeah. And instead of just surfing, they did all kinds of stuff. They like skydived and did like extreme sports and right, stuff. Right. They They're like the nitro very... circus guys or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Guys. Not humor. for me. So if somebody were if you wanted if if somebody were to remake Midsummer, oh. who would you who would you want what director would you want to take that on? I mean hmm, that's interesting. Cause for me, Midsummer is like it is uh, so entwined with Ari Aster, like it is an extension of him for me. Like he wrote it and directed it, um, but yeah. I, I guess, I would have to say, um, oh shoot, what's his name? The fellow uh, that did Parasite um, is oh fuck, Bong Joon Ho. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I would say if anyone's got to redo it, it would it would it would be him. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. I love it. So, uh, was headband and uh, the experience of smoking headband and watching Midsummer was that a good pairing? I oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say so. Um, as mentioned before, you know, it is a dense movie, so you have to be able yeah. to focus. You have to be able to like collect puzzle pieces and keep track of them in your head while you're watching. Yeah. Um, at the same time. You know, it's a, it, it in itself is a bit of a, a drug trip. And so I think it, yeah. it paired very well with uh, with a little bit of marijuana enhancement. Fair enough. So yeah. if somebody is uh, smoking their headband, they watch Midsummer, and they're like, okay, my, my night's not over yet. I want to watch another one. If they're going to double feature it, what would be a good movie to pair up with this? Oh, my God. To watch after Midsummer? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm gonna say? Point blank, pull it out. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I would never do that. I would never recommend anyone watch Point Break. <laughs> never. Um, I mean, Midsummer's two and a half hours. So, like, it is. If you've okay, here, here's what you do. You watch Midsummer. Um, you take a little break. You go get yourself some some chocolate covered almonds and some soda water, mm-hmm. and then you throw on one or two. Uh, episodes of Rick and Morty out of order. Oh, fucking hey. I Just like that. Just something to clear like the palate. It's still yeah. up there. It still makes you think. It keeps your like your higher learning self active. Um, sure. But at the same time, it's got a whole lot of silliness, and you know that none of it is that serious. 
I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rick and Morty and Midsummer do it up (laughs) for pure sunfires. Jamie, where can people follow and uh, uh, see what you're doing and what you're up to nowadays? Yeah, man. I'm on Instagram at the Jamie Cav, T H E Jamie, J A M I E Cav, C A V. Um, And that's me on Instagram, Twitter. you know, I don't know. I got a TikTok account. I don't. I don't. I don't post on there. I did, yeah, follow me on Instagram. That's the best place, and you, you can see. You know, I'll be posting about theater and film and improv shows through there. So, Love it. Yeah. Oh man! Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. I love this movie so much that so I get to watch it and pair it up and get to have a conversation with it. I just, yeah, I, I really, really hits me where I live. So, oh, dude, me thanks too. for coming on the show, man. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to get to hang out and and, uh, and and vibe over good movies and good weed. That was a, this was an awesome idea. There's nothing better. Nothing better. Well, buds, that's it. That's the program for today. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Ah, what a great conversation. I I really loved having Jamie on. You could follow him at the Jamie Cav on Instagram, like he said. Uh, check out all the theater and uh, fun stuff that he's going to be doing. Film uh, uh, coming out in the near future. It's a really interesting cat. Really interesting artist. Uh, 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 love the guy. So yeah, go follow him. Go follow him so you can find out what he is up to. You can also follow the dude who is in charge of all the music that you hear on the program, whether it's the new Halloween theme or the theme that you're listening to right now. Check this out. Isn't that great? It's a nice chill time. You can follow JJ Thompson at JJ and his dog on Instagram. Um, and go check out. He's got links uh, all up in there to JJ and the Pillars, and they've got some new music coming out in November a new track that sounds way different than the stuff that he was normally doing before with the band uh, and it's super exciting so go support uh, local music local artists JJ's a great guy so yeah check out his Instagram follow all of his accounts you can follow me at Daniel Williston on Instagram you can also follow the podcast at Let's Bogart on both Twitter and Instagram and TikTok now making tiktoks motherfuckers <laughs> uh and once again visit kidshelpphone.ca uh, uh you don't have to be a young person uh to need help and you don't have to be a young person to get the help that you need uh thanks so much for tuning in i'm i'm super excited for this final halloween episode that's going to be coming out on sunday it's so much bogart for your guys's ears your buds's ears <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, thanks so much for listening and tuning in. If you have stuff that you want to talk about, movies, weed, anything else, uh, just come on and comment on the Instagram. Jump onto the website, www.danielwilliston.com slash let's-bogart. And let us know what you are paying attention to and, and thinking is fun, because we'd love to incorporate it into the show. Anyways, uh, tune in on Sunday night when we bogart uh, once more. Ah, 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 ah. And also, while it's going down the hallway, the only thing you can think of is like a young woman dragging this hose down the hallway. 
And there at the end, as it's focusing in on her, she's like dead with it attached to her face. And it just, instead of focusing in on her face, it just pops over her shoulder to the screen where it says four un unanswered emails. Where are you? The, the, and that's, that is the moment when I turned to my girlfriend and was like, this guy's funny. This guy's really good. Yeah, this is gonna be a very good movie.